Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Brothers and sisters, welcome to our time of prayer and scripture. Pro-Life Leader Frank Pavone here. It is great to be with you. We want to pray for you during this time as well as for our nation, church, and world. Feel free to leave your prayer intentions in the comments. Let's put ourselves now in the presence of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We come to you, Lord God, today with praise, with thanksgiving, with adoration, with repentance, with supplication. We have begun our Lenten journey. And we ask you to bless us and keep us on the road of repentance, Lord God. Repentance, renewal, come to us, save us, save the world. Rid us of evils like abortion and any other kinds of evil that separate us from you and one another. Bless our time now of reading your word that we may understand it more deeply, live it more faithfully, proclaim it more effectively. Through Christ Jesus, the Lord of life. Amen. A reading from the book of Deuteronomy. Moses said to the people, Today I have set before you life and prosperity, death and doom. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I enjoin on you today, loving Him and walking in His ways and keeping His commandments, statutes and decrees, you will live and grow numerous and the Lord your God will bless you in the land you are entering to occupy. If, however, you turn away your hearts and will not listen, but are led astray and adore and serve other gods, I tell you now that you will certainly perish. You will not have a long life on the land that you are crossing the Jordan to enter and occupy. I call heaven and earth today to witness against you, I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life then, that you and your descendants may live by loving the Lord, your God, heeding His voice, and holding fast to Him. For that will mean life for you, a long life for you to live on the land that the Lord swore He would give to your fathers Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. I'm reminded of my earliest days, not earliest, but my earliest days as a priest in the pro-life movement. Before the time of Priests for Life, uh, when I was serving in a parish in Staten Island, New York. I had a leadership role on the island for pro-life. And uh, we uh, had a committee that had representatives from each of the parishes of Staten Island. We would gather them together regularly for action reports and we would also of course interact with all the different pro-life groups on Staten Island, pregnancy centers, political groups, everybody. And I would have them sometimes together for masses and we had a song that we would play and sing during the mass drawn from this reading. It's really a beautiful song for the whole pro-life movement to get to know it went like this. 
I have set before you life and death, the blessing and the curse. Choose life, choose life, that you may live by loving your God and heeding his voice. Choose life, choose life, choose life. And then it went on to, to, to bring out the beautiful words of this reading. This, of course, is a key reading for the pro-life movement. It resonates in our souls. Choose life, the Lord says. Let's delve a little deeper into what he's saying here. Because when we say choose life in the context of the pro-life movement, we are urging the deepest spirit of that mom. We are doing what, what Mother Teresa told us we need to do to help her avoid abortion, and that is teach her how to love, to put aside her own plans and preferences for the sake of that child. Draw out from her the very best of her and let her choose life for that child. If she chooses life for that child instead of the death, which is abortion, she's also choosing life for herself. How many of the moms that we have helped to choose life, that we have served in counseling, that we have helped in the pregnancy centers, have said to us, you not only saved the life of my child, you saved my life, because they have that intimate awareness that had they chosen the action that would kill their child, they'd be ruining their own lives forever. This is one of the applications of this verse. But it goes deeper, because here Moses has said to the people what the covenant means. God Almighty, the Lord of life, is entering into a special relationship with His people. You're going to be my special people. I'm going to let you know more about who I am. You're going to know more than the other nations that are around you. Now remember, the other nations that were around them were killing their children. That was just one of the evil things they were doing that God warned His people not to imitate. Unfortunately, they did imitate it. But they didn't know the true God. They worshipped false gods. They worshipped idols. They worshipped demons. They didn't know the ways of the Lord. God said, you're better than that. You know me. I'm life, and therefore you're going to choose life. You're not going to sacrifice your children. But beyond that, you are going to enter into a relationship with me, the living God, and you are therefore going to find salvation. You're going to prosper in this world. Now the concept of eternal life, the revelation of eternal life, was not so clear there then as it is now for us in the Christian covenant. But it was expressed more in terms of, you know, you will flourish in the land, live and grow numerous, have many descendants. Same theme. There's going to be life, there's going to be blessing, there's going to be fertility, there's going to be joy. Because you are going to be living like God, in God, with God. Okay. This is the loving of God and keeping His commands. In other words, choose life means choose the entire way of life that is shaped and defined by loving God, being in union with Him and keeping His commandments. Now, if you're living that covenant, you're not going to kill your children. So the choose life in the big sense includes the choose life in the more specific sense of not killing your children. But you see, it's a way of life. It's choose the way of life. 
of loving your God and knowing His Word and keeping His commandments, serving His kingdom, and obeying His law. Among those laws thou shalt not kill. Now notice God gives His people the choice. The choice of which road to follow, life or death. But He doesn't allow them to choose the consequences, and it's true for us to this day. Every fork in the road represented by every kind of temptation that we encounter. Every time we have to decide, we're going to do good, we're going to do evil. We're going to give in to temptation, or we're going to resist temptation. We're going to resolutely serve the Lord, or we're going to give up and put ourselves into the hands of the world and go back to the ways of the flesh. Which is it going to be? And every time we face this fork in the road, we've got to understand one thing. God gives us this awesome gift of freedom, It is awesome. It's awe-inspiring because it can bring about so much evil in the world. And he allows us to choose which road we're going to go down. He commands us to choose life, but we still have the freedom to choose death. But we don't have the freedom. We don't have the power. We don't have the luxury of choosing where the road leads. You can choose which road, but you don't get to decide where it leads. You don't get to decide the consequences So he says, I have set before you life and prosperity. That's one road. You can't separate the two. If you choose life, you're going to have blessing. You're going to have prosperity. Good things are going to happen. If you choose death, he says, death and doom, they go together. Death and curses, they go together. Choose life, prosperity. Remember, the whole way of life. Joy, peace, choose death, there's going to be chaos, there's going to be many evil consequences. Part of the lie of the culture of death is that we think we get to choose not only the path, but that we get to choose where the path leads. We get to choose not only the actions, but their consequences. No, we don't get to choose the consequences. If you choose life, you will have blessing. If you choose death, you will have curses. If you choose sin, there will be drastic consequences to that. Brothers and sisters, this is where we're at today. The lie of the culture of death is that it tries to make people think, choose death and blessings. That's not one of the choices. It says, choose life and blessings, choose death and curses. Nowadays, the lie of abortion is you can choose death and blessings. No, you can't. No, you can't. But they try to make it seem that way. Abortion is health care. Abortion is a woman's right. It's a constitutional right. Abortion is a right we're going to. You notice how they use the word when they're having these battles in the different states and we're right in the heart of these battles. You know, they want to enshrine the right to abortion in the Constitution. Why do they use that word? And why are we using it even as we're fighting against it? You don't enshrine violence and death. The word enshrine, to put into a shrine, which is a religious object and a religious place, you put something holy there. You enshrine holy things. But because to them, abortion is a sacrament. To them, abortion is a blessing. It is a good Jeanette Parrish wrote a book many years ago called The Sacrament of Abortion. They actually think, those in the core of the pro-abortion movement, that it is a good thing. That's part of the lie. That's the temptation. 
choose death and blessings. You can't choose death and blessings. You can't go down the road of death and find blessings. You can't. Just ask those who have done it. That's why our Silent No More campaign is so powerful. But that's the temptation of the culture of death. Oh, it's, a, it's freedom, right? Choose death and blessings. You're going to have freedom. You're going to have life. This reading sets us off on the right path at the beginning of Lent. It reminds us that every day we are at this fork in the road. With every decision, we are at this fork in the road. And we're called, we are summoned to embrace the strength of the Holy Spirit, to always choose the path of righteousness, the path of the covenant. Because loving God is life. Keeping His commands is life. And that's why, in the deepest sense of the word, we are the people of life. We're the people of the covenant that includes not killing children by abortion. It includes not committing any kind of sin and not worshiping any kind of idol and not following any kind of covenant except that which is in God who has manifested Himself in Christ Jesus who is life Himself. Amen. Lord Jesus, life of the world. We come to you again today rejoicing that we have chosen you. And we rejoice in that, Lord, because what it means is that you have chosen us. What it means is that you have chosen to bless us. What it means is that you've lifted us up into a new kind of life. Loving you, keeping your commandments, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, you told us. Choose life and you will have blessing. Lord, we ask you once again, may our whole society choose life. May all your people choose life. May all your people, especially those tempted to have abortions, may they awaken to the fact that they cannot choose death and blessings. Lord God, we ask you to enlighten our lawmakers, our politicians, that they not believe or spread the lie that somehow abortion brings about anything that is good. We ask you to free us from any other kinds of lies about gender ideology or about anything else that leads us off the path to you. Secure us, Lord God, in the choice of life. And may we renew that choice each day, each hour of the day. Lord God, bless all those who have special needs today, needs for health, for wisdom, for guidance, for consolation. Lord God, for restoration. And bless our voters in this election. May we choose wisely. And we now pray in the words, Lord Jesus, that you gave us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. We pray to our Heavenly Mother, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. 
Amen. All right, thanks, friends, for joining me for this uh, particularly special reading about life. And we will uh, look forward to being with you again tomorrow, bring as many others as possible into these broadcasts, and we appreciate that. We will talk to you soon. Hello, I'm Dr. Alveda King, board member of Priest for Life. More money is being spent in America to kill babies in the womb than to save them. Together, we need to change that, and today I want to invite you to support our work at Priest for Life. Why ours rather than other groups? Because we have a unique team that helps lead in every arena of the fight against abortion, and we activate the churches where you find people who are most likely to get involved in that fight. To awaken a pastor about abortion is to awaken thousands of people he serves. We do not receive church funding or government grants. We rely on you for individual donations. We have a very high evaluation among charities and top security on our donation site, ProLifeGift.org. You can go there for a one-time gift or to become a monthly donor, or you can call us at 321-500-1000. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.